Are you ready to launch? Yes, let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Law students, wouldn't you rather spend your precious time building networking relationships that will serve you for years and years to come rather than spend that precious time trying to figure out how to network successfully? This is why we built the Law Student's Guide to Networking course. The course is now open and available. As soon as you purchase, you have immediate access to the entire course, all of the video modules, the guides, the ebook, and some additional bonuses. You can start right now developing your networking plan and building your professional network. Click the link in our bio right now to purchase the course and start building your network today. Hi, Amy. Hi, Haley. Today, Haley and I are going to talk about a concept that the past nearly two years has only made more challenging as we've been faced with decision after decision, and that's decision fatigue. Decision fatigue refers to the concept that the more decisions you have to make, the quality of your decision-making is reduced over time. Basically, your brain gets tired. After making decision after decision, the quality of your thought process reflects that tiredness. Those last decisions you need to make after a long day often feel more overwhelming and burdensome. And this can happen when you need to make a lot of small, rather insignificant decisions, like What should I have for lunch? Should I stop for gas now or later? As well as when you have big decisions that require much more contemplation or research, like what area of law should I pursue? Should we sell our house? Which school should we send our child to? So how can we increase the quality of our decision-making, especially when it feels like the decisions are endless and overwhelming? Today, we're going to focus on five strategies we use to try to keep that decision fatigue in check. Strategy one and two go together. Prioritize and schedule your decision-making. Making a big decision at 8 p.m. after a long day of decision-making is not the best idea. Instead, give yourself permission to sleep on it and make it your priority the next morning when you're rested and refreshed. This is something that took a lot of practice for me. My mom's great advice and famous line is to give yourself permission to stop thinking about it. By giving yourself that mental break, you can come back to it with a fresh perspective and better decision-making capabilities. Your mom always has great advice, and this is no exception. I find that sometimes writing down something that is on my mind is also helpful for putting it to the side for the time being. Recognizing that right now is not the time to make the decision is challenging, but it can be incredibly helpful. You don't need to make every decision right now. For example, at 5 p.m., you have to make a decision about your dinner plans for that night. But you don't have to make a decision about whether you're going to sell your house. Prioritize the decisions that demand a more immediate answer and give yourself the permission to schedule the others to a later date. Our third tip is determining whether you have the information to make the decision. 
When you are prioritizing and scheduling your decision-making, you also want to take a minute to ask yourself, do I have enough information to even make this decision? Sometimes we struggle and lose focus because we need more information to make an educated decision. If you don't have enough information, then it's not a decision you should be trying to make right now. Instead, focus on what additional information you need. For example, if you are trying to decide whether you should sell your house and move, there is likely a lot of information you need to have in front of you. You need to know where you'd like to move, how much it will cost you to purchase, how much you can sell for, and so on. It's a decision you need to schedule sometime into the future when you have more information. But for decisions such as this, deciding on what information you need first before you try to make the decision on the big issue can be a real game changer. And deciding to find out more information is in and of itself a decision. Such a decision may delay the later, larger decision. However, information for big decisions is critical. Make sure you are not avoiding the decision by doing more research, but rather you are being intentional with your process. What about all those small decisions? The decisions that really don't need research, but need to be made throughout the day, every day, and so often lead to decision fatigue. To avoid having small decisions take up your decision-making power, Ask yourself if there are any small decisions that you can automate. And this is our fourth tip. Automate the small decisions that make sense to automate. This doesn't mean you will stop thinking about your decisions. It just means that you already have a default answer. Have you been able to use this tip in your law practice? Yes, I have. The simplest example of this for me is form letters. There are aspects of my practice area that require correspondence that is the same or similar in multiple cases. Over the years, with the assistance of the great team in my office, we have developed form letters. These are letters that live in a particular place in our system. Everyone knows where they are and how they are saved. Then I can easily direct a member of my team to draft a letter based on this form letter. I always still look it over before it is set out, and frequently I tweak the letter based on the circumstances of the case, but the bulk of the important information is already there. I use these in cases very often where I cite to a specific rule or a case. This streamlines the process for everyone. I don't have to dictate the same letter over and over again, and my staff does not have to type that same letter over and over again because the base is already there. That's a great way to streamline your thought process. I think we've all been there trying to write a letter and getting tripped up trying to decide what's the right word to use. In my practice, I use a detailed estate planning questionnaire for my clients to fill out before our initial meeting. I don't have to decide what information I need from my prospective clients each and every time. From every client, I need all the information contained in the questionnaire. That decision has already been made, and obtaining it is automated because it's part of our client intake process. I have another example from my personal life, actually, that I think incorporates a few of the tactics that we have discussed today. 
My daughter is in second grade, and if you know her, she loves fashion and really takes a lot of pride in what she wears. She also has a style that's very individual, and she's not easily swayed by what others are wearing or what they think. Also, you should know, she is not a morning person. So a few years ago, we implemented a system in our house for picking out her outfit for the next day. Before bed, every night, she has to pick out her entire outfit. Sometimes, if we aren't sure how cool or warm it will be in the morning, we may pick out shorts and pants and decide in the morning. But then it's just a choice between the temperature. Deciding to automate when to make the decision has made our morning routine so much easier because we have maximized the prime time for her to think about her outfit, which for her is at night and not in the morning. And everyone is happier when we use this system. That's a really great idea. And I think it flows nicely into our next and final tip. Acknowledge that the stakes are low when you need to make small decisions. While this doesn't take away from how exhausting it can be to make so many small decisions in a given day, it does help to keep it in perspective that the options you are choosing among are all good enough. Whether you choose to wear a black suit or a gray suit, either is really fine. It's a really good point, Amy. It can be exhausting to make so many decisions, but the reality is we are often not choosing between something good and something bad. We are choosing between two good enough options, especially on these low stakes decisions. Sometimes good enough is just that, good enough and not worth thinking about it anymore. That's the thing about low stakes decisions. They are low stakes. You usually can't mess it up. So it's really helpful to acknowledge that and lean into it. So we've reached that point in the episode for the Say It Out Loud segment. So this week, what I'm going to say out loud is that as we start to move into the holiday season, there are even more decisions than usual. I'm going to write the tips in our episode on a note to leave for myself in my office so that I can remind myself to actually use all of these great tips as those decisions begin to roll in. Amy, what are you going to say out loud today? Today, I'm going to remind myself that with those small stakes decisions, good enough is good enough, and I need to just make the decision and move on. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram and check out our website, lawyerswholaunch.com for more on decision fatigue on our blog. Have a great day.